when it comes down to it, companies and, and products that really are built for sustainable growth, it comes down to like the product providing value. And that North Star metric is really what is a, is a way to kind of remind everyone to measure the value of the product in a, you know, in a simplified way. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Moran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. Jason's uh, back on the rooftop again this week with us. Yeah, I'm going to take full advantage of the, the rooftop deck while I can. So another recording on the on the rooftop. Do it up. How are you doing, John? Doing pretty well. Thanks. Thanksgiving Eve out here. Is there going to be is there going to be a Thanksgiving in in Thailand for the expats? There, there restaurants do. Certain restaurants have some. Thanksgiving type meals. Interesting you brought it up because this week, I think because of Thanksgiving, I honestly was a little homesick. Like, uh, well, I guess for me too, more food homesick in a way. So I actually, I had some apple pie today. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Which is very exotic out here. So I bet. Today, you know, is the the most traveled day of the year. And just driving back from the gym today, it was noticeable in the roads, like all the people out, like, you know, either they're, they're rushing to get to work to then, you know, have a half day and come home or they're taking the day off. They're, they're just off in general. They're, you know, the company's closed and they're out running around getting the uh, last minute items for, uh, for dinner tomorrow. Yeah. I do miss that. I miss yeah. that chaos. Well, I, I, I miss, you know, I enjoy the chaos while I'm sitting at home you know, from the comfort of my home office long <laughs> enough without running around. Yeah, you enjoy watching it from, from afar. Yeah, I don't miss the drive home from the office, you know, in this chaos. So mm-hmm. I definitely don't miss that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting what, what people like and what they, they don't like. Um, we uh, So I, I found a sushi burrito place yesterday near where we're staying um, that my daughter wanted to go to. Uh, and it was in this, like, shopping mall with a Ralph's and a Best Buy and a bunch of other things, um, and just getting into the parking lot was insane. They like had all these different like roads and underground parking, and I like got in and out there. I'm like, I am done driving for the night. And I look over at my daughter, and she's just ecstatic. I'm like, what? She's like, I love like all this hustle and bustle and congestion. I'm like, you are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's like no there's just so much energy to it it just makes me feel so good so you never know because for me i'm like i am drained <laughs> yeah everyone's different no I, i'm with you that that would be me i'm done for the day i'm going home i welcome that level of congestion <laughs> i mean you have no you idea have, oh, <laughs> no, no, i'm starting to get an idea and i've yeah. i've been asking you to share more and more of the scenes and the sounds and it's uh it's it's, it's fun. it seems chaotic but i think there's some kind of order to 
all the the movement and craziness in, in Bangkok. Almost like it when there's a, after you pass a certain level of chaos, it almost there's almost like a um, a breakthrough to like a Zen level. <laughs> I feel like, or maybe it's just like you have to force yourself to be that level to be able to survive. Yeah, no, totally understandable. So I guess that's probably a good segue into our, our topic, Jim, that uh, from chaos, everybody has kind of things that they, they like and um, kind of navigate to. So um, I guess why don't you queue it up? Well, I, I usually don't peek at the topic ahead of, ahead of time, but this time I did. Um, so interested in kind of your your reasoning on why you came up with this and uh, hopefully it'll be a, a lively conversation. Um, definitely. Um, I, I think it will be. And, and yeah, I think that that is definitely a good, you know, segue, a good analogy for it. So really the genesis of this conversation came out of a couple client calls John and I have been on recently where, you know, John doing his thing and putting a plan together for clients. You know, I've, I've heard him talk about them starting with identifying a North star metric and as de- defined by growth hackers, The North Star metric is a powerful concept that has emerged in recent years from Silicon Valley companies with breakout growth. It helps teams move beyond driving fleeting surface level growth to instead focus on generating long-term retained customer growth. The North Star metric is the single metric that best captures the core value that your product delivers to customers, optimizing your efforts to grow this metric is key in driving sustainable growth across your full customer base. Now that is again, like the, the textbook definition of it. So with this conversation, really where I wanted to take it was to dig into that definition and talk about the real world applications for it. So starting with, you know, putting some context around that definition and how it's different from the go-to KPIs of, visits, visitors, page views, and revenue. Um, And then once we get through that, I'd like to move into some some like real world uh, examples of where this has been applied and where we've seen some success with it. Cool. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll take it from uh, going on. The the reason I like to to bring up this metric, and it's definitely not my original concept, so I don't want to take credit for that. Um, I believe, as Jim mentioned, uh, Growth Hackers and Sean Ellis there, who's the founder of Growth Hackers, was the first one to really coin the term. But I like the metric because it really is all about um, focus. Uh, I think especially when we come engagement-wise to to many clients, um, reports are full of many countless KPIs. Um, And many of them may be important uh, and may be necessary to track, but really there's no order to why they're tracking certain things and it's easy to get lost in the weeds and, you know, fall into many different directions. So I like the idea of the North Star metric to provide focus and context of everything else. Basically the idea of all other metrics kind of um, like the the North Star metric is the, I mean, they call it the North Star, just like the actual North Star. It's supposed to, you know, guide you as a company um, into a certain direction, kind of remind you of the the core purpose of what your product is all about. Um, and from that, 
you know, all these other KPIs are derived um, that you might uh, be tracking. But but really, the this North Star, this key key, key metric um, should help kind of break, uh, help with priorities if there's, you know, trade-offs to... to to, to making changes to a to a, to a to a product or a marketing campaign, you know, it should help help you weigh in what's more important. It should um, really just um, make the. I, I think the other thing too is it really makes the the product itself accountable for something. <clears throat> in terms of companies gauging performance and, and growth, you know, sometimes it's, you can, you know, sometimes there's internal blame from a lot of different reasons for why something may or may not have performed the way it should have. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, companies and, and products that really are built for sustainable growth, it comes down to like the product providing value. And that North Star metric is really what is a, is a way to kind of remind everyone to measure the value of the product in a you know in a simplified way. So, I have lots of questions, and and in full disclosure, um, I have I have not been a growth hackers fan or growth hacking in general, and so I'm trying to not let that um, taint my my view of the concept. So I'm going to try to put all of that aside and and kind of focus on what is at the core of of the concept. Um, so, so my question would be, um, who, who is the intended consumer of, of this metric? Um, because I can see it as being extremely valuable for helping align internal teams in, in a direction, kind of pulling in the same direction. Again, if you look at it as a North Star from a navigational perspective, that it's all something that we can pull towards. It's strong enough in the night sky that we can see it and move in that direction. Um, I can see that being extremely powerful. Um, in in uh, in contrast, or maybe in addition to, um, it also worries me in that to me there's no greater metric other than than revenue. Um, in that that is the, the the one metric that if it's not built and managed against, then then businesses fail, and it. It concerns me that this metric comes out of Silicon Valley, where a lot of times you have companies that are running um, on borrowed money, um, and that it kind of deflects away from saying that revenue is important. With that said, as an employee, oftentimes I think revenue is a very, very difficult metric to align with, uh, because it's something that a lot of times you don't have control over. Uh, a lot of times adding another zero to something just as a number that just doesn't make sense in your head. Uh, so from that concept, I, I see the North Star metric as something that could be extremely valuable if it can help align internally um, the direction that everyone's pulling to a metric that they feel uh, like they have some kind of um, influence on. So interested in your, your thoughts on that. And sorry, that was a really rambling way to get to the question. I have, yeah, so I think there's one disclaimer which may be obvious i think the the north star metric is technically i i mean it's it's an organizational metric i think the product team has most ownership of it because it is kind of assuming that whatever company it's kind of 
product driven, a product driven organization. Um, so that's one thing, but I did want to respond uh, quickly to your revenue versus the North Star metric. I, I believe that if you have a good metric that you're tracking against, it should be, it should like increasing that metric ultimately does increase revenue as well. But I think the problem with looking at revenue in isolation is that there may be multiple ways to get to an increased revenue and some of them may not be, may just, for instance, um, focus on the short term and not the long term. The idea of, of a North Star metric is something that incites uh, increased value from the product, which will increase revenue. I, I, so, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a good idea if we come up with um, an example. Like a common example cited is Airbnb, for instance. Airbnb's North Star metric is nights booked. That's what the product is providing value. It's, I mean, and with more nights booked, the company does get more revenue. But if it was revenue on its own, you know, there's there might be other ways to increase revenue that may um, not provide long-term value and long-term growth for the company. Okay. Yeah, and 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 I can buy that. Um, and I think as long as as long as we're not oversimplifying things just for kind of like a, a trendy metric that you can quote, but it's it's truly the output of um, an analysis that determines a whole lot of metrics that we use and, and revenue again, being the most critical to the survivability um, of a business yeah. to align with that metric, then I think it makes sense. And again, I think there's tremendous value to having something other than revenue because as an employee, it just seems like an impossible metric that I can, um, I can build towards because I have so little control over it. Exactly. I think that's the other the other key point too. That if it's just revenue, then yeah, what can everyone do to to help that? But if it's something like yeah, nights booked in Airbnb's case, there's you know all the various product teams can get behind ideas to help increase that number, which will increase revenue for the entire organization and the you know the the value that that product provides. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, this has been an interesting area of discussion for a, a long time uh, in this space, and it, it kind of has different iterations of things, whether we're talking about at one point in time, there was the whole pullback from, you know, vanity metrics or metrics that, you know, were, were worthless, and then we had to focus on a core set of, mm-hmm. of KPIs and um, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I had never heard of the concept of North Star Metric until I, I took a peek at the um, show notes for, for today. Hmm. Um, but it sounds like it's you know pretty broad. I did a few, um, a few Google searches. One interesting thing that I found, um, and, I, and maybe this is just kind of how the growth hacking community works, is I read Sean's, what I, what I guess is original post, and then I went out and read a bunch of articles on Forbes and other publications that seem to be written by other authors, or basically his same post with like some slight different words changed or a different quote thrown in, but it was basically the same quote. So it was hard to understand how you know widespread this concept is. Jim, you mm-hmm. mentioned that you and, and John were having conversations like, you know, 
it sounds like people are, are talking about this in your in your um, discussions with with clients. Is this coming up? Maybe not necessarily by brand name of North Star, but is this concept coming up more and more that this is something important to focus on? Yeah, I mean, in the conversations John and I had, I mean, it was, and, and more or less, it wasn't John and I having the conversation. I was more, more of an attendee. It was the client asking John for his expertise on better ways to to measure performance. So uh, one client, that they, they're a publisher. So, you know, there's you know, ways you can look at, it. there's articles read, there's um, you know, again, your, your typical go-tos is like visits, visitors, page views, there, there are subscriptions. So what it was is John recommending like, you know, what, what's the one metric and to his point that will help, you know, improve the bottom line. So it was more them asking for like, you know, what, what better ways can we measure this, um, based on, you know, our lack of deep experience internally. Yeah. In this case of a, you know, it's a, a publisher that, you know, tracks many, many metrics. And I do want to clarify that just because you have this North Star metric in place, it does not mean to stop tracking other things or does not mean that the other metrics are not important. It really just means that it's kind of the, the that guiding light. I mean, I hate to keep using this analogy of the actual North Star, but that's, that, that is strong in my mind what it what it i mean if you visualize it that way it's like every metric that you're looking at every kind of the reporting kind of is you know the purpose of 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 all of this is to kind of um really you know increase value of, of the product and then the product of a publisher it's 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 the content that's produced so increasing the content consumption i believe is kind of the, the core purpose of the of of the 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 company and the, of their main product for instance so if and i think it's it's you can easily make the connection that if if more people are consuming the content then you know that will result in increased traffic incre- increased engagement increased uh, subscriptions, increased revenue, increased, you know, uh, visitor loyalty, lifetime value, all those other metrics that, that come under it. Um, but I think the the idea of that, that metric, again, is just really to, to, to give someone, to give everyone something to f- focus on. Yeah. And, and, and again, from that perspective, I think it can be um, extremely valuable. And again, I'm going to go back to this concept of as an employee, revenue is just something that is near impossible to grasp and have any kind of sense of being able to move the needle on. Um, and, and that's long been a frustration of, of probably every company that I've worked at previously. It's like, I, I really can't impact this yet. You know, when you, you, you get into company meetings, that's kind of the focus. We're we're trying to hit X, especially if you're a public company, we're trying to hit all X or Y. Um, and as an employee, it feels like something really unattainable. So in that aspect, I, I absolutely agree that uh, from an alignment perspective, it can be extremely valuable. So how do we add some rigor to identifying what that is? And again, I, I haven't researched this enough to see if there's some 
um, frameworks or suggestions out there for selecting the metric. I, I, in the articles that I did read in preparation for uh, the podcast, there was a lot of ideation. And I, I did notice that the Airbnb one is popular. There's a couple others say, look, you know, these are the metrics that, are, that work really well for them. Um, but how do we recommend to an organization or it's an analytics team to help in that conversation to identify what that is? Because I, I think it has to be something more rigorous than just sticking your finger in the air and saying, well, ours is booking or ours is monthly return visitors. You know, how do we go about identifying what that metric is? I think the first step is actually taking a, a step further back than we usually would with, with typical KPIs and really looking at um, the either the the company or the products like uh, vision or vision statement or core the core uh, strategic vision uh, of the product, for instance. I think generally it's as simple as 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 rehashing that core strategy into a single metric. It sounds it sounds overwhelming. <laughs> well, I mean, I think so. In, in the case of, um, um, yeah, I mean, I can't quote like what Airbnb's uh, mission statement is exactly off the top of my head, but I mean, I think it's or but I, their 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 product strategy is to you know have people book rooms, right? Book stays. So that North Star metric is. You know, you you ignore all the details and just take that very highest level. It, it, to me, how you would go about it. In Facebook's case, like their their north star is their uh, active users, the monthly actives is usually what they go by, um, because the idea being the more people that are active on Facebook, the the more value it provides to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's not so, supposed to be a vanity metric. It's supposed to be like yeah. the actual core purpose of no, the product. I, I, yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, and and again, I, I, I think it, it is something that is, is very valuable. I'm, I'm just trying to think about what what the process would be like to select that metric because I, I, I think it's much easier said than, than done when you start pulling apart all the complexities. And maybe I'm making it more complex than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, Actually, I have another thing I forgot to mention too about versus revenue and, and the North Star metric idea. Um, I think another kind of uh, attribute of this this North Star is that it's a it's um, what's the right terminology? It's a it's kind of a real time or leading indicator of how the product is doing. It should be able to be measured pretty much in real time. I think. Whereas something like revenue may be a delayed indicator of success. Understood. I, I'm still going to go back on it. I think that it's, it's in, my, in my experience, probably more difficult to define that than, than is led on. But again, that just may be because um, I've been brainwashed into thinking a different way or I've seen things that have been challenging so you know let me give you two examples um one i I guess i would be concerned about um 
trying to game the system to drive the metric. Um, how, how do you make sure that it's the right growth of that metric? So um, let's let's take our ex- our example. Let's say that our North Star was uh, number of clients or number of new clients. And I don't think that that's what we would pick. But let's say for a services company, they pick number of new clients. Um, how, how, in, how does that represent the right number of of new clients versus just new clients. And let me give you a real world example. So um, I worked for Spark Networks online dating site. Uh, We had a a growth metric of registrations that was um, put out at at one point in time as the most critical thing that we needed to drive. But Um, we had, okay. (laughs) Sorry, I was just thinking of, in your Spark example, I I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that for instance, registrations is the wrong metric if you're talking about like a single north star metric to me on a site like that yeah. it would be successful dates probably or successful connections oh, so, and so there you go and i think that again i think if if there is one true guiding metric um to me i, I again i don't disagree i just think it's it needs a lot of thought to, yeah. to like go through that exercise to figure it out and question it and say, and, and maybe this it's a brainstorming exercise where you get everyone in the room and say, okay, I'm thinking registrations and John jumps in and says, no, 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 it's not registrations. And here's why, um, because you're right. You know, like we, we chose registrations. It was absolutely a failure um, because we had the <laughs> marketing team just dumping traffic onto the registration page that was highly converting traffic that cannibalized the health of our ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? It's like we drove registrations, but like these people weren't going on dates. They weren't upgrading the paid memberships. They weren't helping um, start conversations, which we found was a, a great metric for us to, to track and that the number of um, conversations that were started on the platform was a real indicator of upgrading to a paid subscription. So that perhaps um, would have been a better we, metric to, to go against. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so again, I think it's, it's probably a bit more complicated and, 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 and again, I, I, I get it. I think, you know, putting out content a lot of times is about attracting eyeballs to start thinking. Um, and, and we do that a lot with the podcast. So as, you know, as long as we're getting people to, to think and really think critically about the, the topics we're discussing, I think it's a success. My, my concern always with, um, and I don't want to pick on the growth hacking community, um, cause we, I see it in other, um, other sectors as well, but there's just, you know, this concept of putting out some, some lightweight buzzworthy headline grabbing content. And, and in, in general, it is extremely useful if people use that as a motivator to really think critically about what they're doing. But oftentimes what I see is like businesses latch onto this, these things as the next shiny object in the sand. And they're like, okay, we need a, we need a North star metric now. So our North star metric is X. And they, they don't put any rigor behind actually getting to that that conclusion. I guess that's that's my that's my concern. Yeah, and no, I, I I agree with that. And perhaps I am oversimplifying the process of of coming up with that metric. I do agree that yeah, it should be kind of uh, discussed internally and kind of and agreed upon by by everyone. And it it should really be about providing value, though. I think is is the is the key thing. Um, yeah. I think you're you're, you're and I, and I, yeah. I like your, your concept of kind of starting with the mission statement um, and not the, you know, generic mission statements that most companies use, 
but what what truly are we trying to solve with the product and then working back from there um, to determine what that is uh, because oftentimes that that tends to get lost in the in the noise of everything else that, that's happening um, and so from that perspective um, if we can use this concept as a way to cut through the noise and get back to the really the core of what we're trying to measure um, yeah it's a simple it's a simple approach although probably more difficult to put into play um, and one that has a tremendous amount of value because we have forgotten a lot about it. There has been a lot of noise introduced um, from, from you know, that the ability to focus on um, a, a true general direction. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't put much thought of it in terms of a service company, like your first example of, of us, for instance, coming up. Um, I don't know if we want to go through that exercise or that might, or we should at some point, but um, yeah, I feel like new clients isn't the right metric, but I'm, I, I think it's, it, it should be more about overall value somehow, some, some quantifiable way right. to look at that. Right. Yeah. It, it would be interesting. Maybe we should do that internally. Cause I think that would be a fun discussion. Yeah. Um, and maybe, and maybe we have a follow up uh, podcast from that because I think, you know, going into that, we may have some um, ideas that we're going to quickly walk away with something. But I, yeah. I think as we start to pull things apart and we start to say, well, does that really fit our value system? Does that really fit the type of growth? Not, you know, we're not just looking for growth for growth sake. And I think Sean pointed that out. I think he characterized it as sustainable growth. Right. And you know, that's a good catch all term to say, we can't just grow to grow. We have to grow sustainably. And that's different for, for every company. Um, and that's both speed of growth and type of growth. And so once you start pulling that apart, um, I think it gets a bit more complicated to figure out what that metric is um, to make sure that it's just it's not just measuring a, a metric, but but and not only the right metric, but the right metric for for your business. And that maybe that doesn't make sense, but um, not all growth is the same, right? Not all. X is the same. It's different for each company. The ulterior motive of this podcast is to convince Jason to, to love growth hackers. <laughs> I, 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 I try to be open with, with new ideas, but there are just certain things that really bother me. Growth hacking is one of them. Conversion rate optimization is another one. Um, and I, it's not that there's not value in, in things, but I get really frustrated with um, taking complex ideas and making it sound like it, you can really, maybe this isn't the right way to put it, but really dumb it down that like, it's just a no brainer to just do it. You don't have to put any thought into it. And that's, what's always worried me about conversion rate optimization mm-hmm. is, you know, we spend hours and hours and hours of brain cycles thinking through what's important to each business, what the actual data is saying when we're thinking about optimizing sites. Um, and, and oftentimes conversion rate optimization specialists take the opposite view. They, they come in and say, look, you know, hundreds of businesses have done it before. We don't need to think about your business. We know that the button color needs to be red. Well, why does it work for this business? And maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a happy medium. <laughs> where it doesn't need to be so um, customized and overly complicated and it can be simpler. But um, yeah, sorry, side tangent there. I, I'm trying to be completely open-minded about it. Yeah, this. I mean, I think actually if um, maybe taking away the, you know, the, the trendy <laughs> uh, nomenclature away, 
I think the idea of this North Star metric is very aligned to kind of how we go about many of our engagements too. Because I think we always do try to take this approach of looking for the overall value that we're of you know what we're trying to accomplish and not trying not to get caught in the the weeds. I mean, this might be a different, a slightly different framework of looking at it, but I I do strongly feel like there it's it's somewhat aligned to to our the way we we go about things in any case. I, I think so as well, um, because you know we're we're not taking just a blind approach to growth and right. saying we need more, 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 more revenue, more clients. That's not how we operate. So I agree, and that's why I think you know us going offline and, and kind of going through this exercise internally and saying what is our north star. I it may make for a really really interesting follow up podcast because I think we'll have a much different um, conversation and viewpoint mm-hmm. coming out of out of that exercise. Yep. I'm all for that. There you go, Jim. I, I think you've come up with a very good unintended output of uh, this podcast today. <laughs> I was just thinking that because this has been on my mind for a while. I wanted to find topics where we just don't all go, yep, I agree with that. Yep, I agree with that. <clears throat> I, you know, I wanted to really try to stir up some, uh, some debate. So uh, I'm actually quite happy with this conversation. No, it's, it's, it's good. And, um, I, I do, I think we should, we should make this happen. So John, I'm going to look to you after the Thanksgiving break and we don't need to involve everybody, but maybe a core group of us together. Um, and, and let's have a brainstorming session on what 33 sticks North star metric should be. And then Jim, um, let's have a follow-up podcast, um, based on what our experience was with that. Cause I think, uh, it definitely be interesting. And I, and one of the values that I think we share from that is just the process that we went through and and again not coming up with the generic here's how you do it but adding some structure to help organizations think through what it's like and and expose you know some of the process because it's one thing to say you know for airbnb it's it's room booked well uh, that may be more obvious but how did they get there maybe it wasn't obvious you know maybe there was a lot of internal discussions around but what types of rooms? Is it the right rooms? Is it the right clientele? Um, and so I, I think we'll know a lot more about that once we go through this exercise uh, ourselves. Yeah, I, that, that sounds like a really good idea. I mean, I will say a lot of the what is out there about the, these metrics, and I think the reason for these metrics, again, was kind of product, more, more tangible product-based companies. But... I don't see any reason why it can't be extended to, to service-based companies as well. No, any any company as mm-hmm. well, I think, would be yeah. fine, right? Um, product companies, retail tends to drive a lot of conversation, um, but no reason why it can't extend to other um, businesses. Right. There you go. The only, your own variation of the North Star metric, the, the service-based <laughs> North Star metric. Yeah, cool. So uh, we're all in on that. I'm game. I'm excited to do that. I, I didn't expect that to be what we'd walk away with from this podcast, but uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see what we come up with and um, do a follow-up here. Yep, I just made a note for that. So I'll keep in touch with both of you and we'll look to get that scheduled in the coming weeks awesome. and uh, talk about what you know our findings and uh, 
you know, what, uh, what was, we should challenge all of our listeners to also come up with North star metrics for their organizations. Yeah, for sure. And maybe we can, uh, kind of start some, some virtual discussion about it. Um, cause, uh, yeah, definitely be interested to hear not only what, what metrics other people are coming up with, but I'm, I'm even more interested in the process that they're going through to come up with, with these metrics. So, uh, maybe after this goes live, um, we can see if we can start up some conversations uh, online. Sounds great. So I think uh, I think we've covered everything for today. Um, is there any other closing thoughts before we wrap up? I I really like this conversation, and yeah, I would just kind of um, in terms of this metric again, really just remind everyone that it's really about the the core value that you're trying to bring to market agreed um really good conversation um and uh yeah thanks for putting it together jim and i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what we can create as a follow-up to this yep definitely um definitely fun uh fun conversation today so thank you both for your time and uh with that uh, we'll wrap up for now and we'll talk to everybody later Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.